0: Welcome to the Fifth Corner Podcast Show with your hosts Peter Licandro and David Peaks. Hey everybody, I'm Peter. I'm Dave, and this is the Fifth Corner Podcast Show. So we've been Dave and I have been always wanting to do a little podcast show, and um, so we've been passionate about the WWE for years as uh, fans as we were growing up, and then kind of took a step away from it as we were, you know, in our teens and everything, and we finally really come back to it. Like now, and we're really like we have really good conversations about it all, and we felt like, why not share share our conversations and thoughts with people and that would want to listen about them.
1: I think it's more. I think we appreciate what wrestling is now than when we were as teens. Mm -hmm. I don't think we understood it as much as it was just people wrestling, and then we found that it was fake, and then we just didn't care for it, and now we appreciate it more as what it is. It's it's just them trying to tell us a story
0: exactly so let's start off with um what's been going on in the last little bit and like the last week or so has been going on in the wwe so as we know that there's been a lot of releases uh in the last week there's about eight guys that got cut and um and the eight are alex riley hornswoggle el Torito, cameron which will uh which spoke out about the whole ryback thing that a lot of people know about, which we'll talk about in just a minute Sentino Morella, which we already knew. He retired from Interring Action. He's been doing a lot of independent stuff in Mississauga, which is actually really close to where David and I are. Um, Zed Coulter, Wade Barrett, and Damian Sandow. Um, so
1: Dave, like, what are your thoughts about these guys? So basically this whole list here is a lot of meh, like no big deal. Yeah. The two biggest names that I think people like ourselves and others would be upset about are Wade Barrett and Damien Sandow. I was really high on Wade Barrett. I thought the WWE booked him terribly. Just made him look really, really bad. There's a lot of potential there. Same with Damian Sandow. Um, I think both guys are going to leave the WWE, go somewhere, and probably have good careers.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, personally, I thought I didn't care for both of them either. Like, I mean, Wade Barrett, yeah, I realized later when I started getting into wrestling more that he was he was a good wrestler. It's just, his game sucks. So, I mean, you, like... Going on from like, okay, Wade Barrett to King Barrett to Bad News Barrett. I'm like it And then to being part of the League of Nations. The and, League of Nations. And doing nothing in the League of Nations, yeah. basically. And Damien Sandel, I never liked the whole gimmick with Axel being like Hulkamania, Axelmania, and uh Macho Sandow, Sandel Sand whatever it was.
1: Yeah, I was never a big Damien Sandel guy either. I know he was had a pretty big popular like the fans really liked him. Um and he was, a, he was a pretty decent wrestler but on top of that i'm like i'm not too upset about all these guys leaving
0: you know and i know that uh there's been kind of some rumors going on still that they're going to be cutting kind of a lot of guys after extreme rules coming up in a couple of weeks and um some of the guys that we've been reading up on that are rumored are Mark Henry, Big Show, Kane and obviously Ryback and Randy Orton and the guy i mean for for Dave and i um we we were both got like these Kane Randy Orton, Big Show, we're all more of the Kane, Big Show, and Mark Henry though. We're all big guys when we, like huge guys, important guys back when we were watching it in the like in the '90s, in the early 2000s when we were kids. These guys were like big dominant forces, and now it's just kind of like
1: their times kind of kind of up, and it's well overdue. Like you know, basically these are guys now that just they're there to eat the pins and like put over the new generation of wrestlers and. These guys are just, honestly, I'm just not that entertaining anymore. Yeah. They're not really good in the ring. They're very slow and, and boring, and I'm okay with moving on from these three guys. I Even if they don't get released, I hope really not to see much of them on Raw at all going forward. Um, big one is Randy Orton. I don't think he's going to get released. Yeah, neither I, do I'd be shocked if he got released. Um, he still has a lot to give to the WWE. So I wouldn't, well, I don't want to see him get released, and I don't think he will.
0: I, and I don't think he will either, because he has way too much fan base. And I know, like, all, like, the RKO is a great move, and like the fact that it got huge over the internet and got viral with all these videos, I mean, how do you let someone go like that? I mean, he's probably a big moneymaker for the WWE. He
1: also uh, probably makes a lot of money. He probably costs a lot of WWE, and I can see why there's maybe an idea of releasing him. You free up a lot of money that you're probably paying Randy Orton who's who's also hurt a lot.
0: Yeah, I know he is a hurt a
1: lot and then I
0: think that's what it has to kinda of go down to health. I mean why why have a guy that's gonna be on your roster eating up money when he's always injured, right? It's just one of those one of those tough calls you gotta have to make as an organization. But I
1: like I said, I don't think they'll cut him mm-hmm. and I still think he's a lot offers that they'll be and there's a lot they can still do with him. Oh uh, yeah, I I totally agree with that. And then the other name that's out there that is, I think is going to be getting cut is Ryback, mm-hmm. But his thing is a little bit more interesting. He kind of stood up for the lower card guys by saying that they should get paid the same as the higher card guys. And I think he's right to an extent that maybe his idea is right, but there's a reason why the higher, the higher, higher card guys get paid more money. And that's because... They're more popular with the fans that they, the fans just I don't know what's the word appreciate and like them better. They just they're I wouldn't say they're better in ring wrestlers all of them generally, but um, there's a reason why these guys are popular and why a guy like Ryback isn't, and that is why Ryback's losing compared to somebody else who's winning. I get that Roman Reigns is not a very popular guy, and he's up there and he's probably making a lot of money, so maybe that's something Ryback's thinking or like. He's not that popular and he's getting all this money while I have to eat all these losses and I'm getting nothing for it. Another thing that I think that
0: what I liked about what Ryback stood up for was the whole idea of like, the shows are all predetermined who's going to win, who's going to lose. And I had no idea that winning and losing in the WWE, uh, the payments were different. I didn't know that until now. And, um, it's kind of that's kind of a shitty deal in the sense that, I mean, you could be such a good technical wrestler, and I and I get what you're saying with like, you know, if you have if you have a big fan base, obviously they're going to give you a bigger push. Whether like I mean, in certain cases, like Roman Reigns, no one really no one likes cares. That just the WWE. Yeah, we're trying to push him, but guys like you know that they, they get the win over the fans. They gotta give him the they give them the win to keep the business happy. Right? I mean, if. It, I think that it has a lot to do with charisma and I obviously Ryback doesn't have that. Right. Ryback no. Ryback is not that great on the mic. I feel like when I when, when I'm watching Ryback I'm seeing a just a shittier version of Goldberg. And um he's just it's but I do appreciate he him trying to be like we should get all paid the same in the sense of win, winning and losing shouldn't matter and I but the one thing that was like the traveling I do agree with they should they should pay for your hotels I mean, in some of your trip expenses, I feel
1: like that is something that the WWE should kind of work on and kind of fix up. Well, that's the thing that I just read about. Um, what he wanted in his contract was that he wanted hotels paid for when traveling, he wanted the road expenses paid for, and he wanted his contract to be guaranteed for the full term in case he gets released. Pretty. Yeah. That's a, like a high demand from a guy who's... Easily replaceable.
0: Yeah, I don't. I don't think the guarantee of the full for the full term is something you shouldn't really ask for in the WWE, cause especially if you're not winning anybody over. I mean, that's a little um, that's a little bit of a stretch for a, for a wrestler like Ryback. That's you know you yeah you you were on the pre show of the WWE uh, for WrestleMania, but you were not you were not on the main event card. Um,
1: I'm su- I'm surprised that WWE doesn't pay for hotels. Um, but I guess I can see why not. Maybe some of these guys would abuse it. Um, that's what I got from that. When I read this, I was, I was surprised. I always thought that these kind of expenses were paid for by the WWE. Mm-hmm. But then after I thought about it, I, I kind it kind of does make sense. Where you the, You definitely know some guys would definitely abuse it and run the tab up on WWE. Yeah, I t- I, I totally agree with that. There's um, there I guess
0: that maybe there should make a con- there should be a contract where they can. When a part of a clause in a contract should be like, yeah, we will pay for your your expenses, but it's within this means, right? And like, they maybe they can work a deal out with, um, they've worked out many deals with, uh, different companies. Maybe they can work out a deal with a hotel vendor in all their cities that knows they have most of their cities and they can, you know, run promos for them on their, their own raw. Like, I mean, maybe that's something they should look down, like that, like explore that
1: avenue and see what they can come up with. This whole, back to this whole like lower card guys should get paid the same as higher card guys I don't know I, I agree to an extent but I also don't agree I think there's a reason why the higher card guys are the higher card guys and that's because fans love them and buy their merchandise mm-hmm. Um, but a guy like Ryback isn't like him saying it isn't going to change anybody's opinion you're going to it'd have to be somebody different that would brought it up that would make it interesting like if a guy like John Cena is the one that say, brought this up and said that everyone should be paid as equals See, that would be interesting but like a lower curve guy than the WWE really honestly doesn't care about isn't gonna sway them at all. That's actually an interesting thought because you think you think
0: um, if say John Cena did say something like that, do you think that the Vince McMahon bit? Whoa, 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 whoa! We going to maybe he's gone to something. You know, does it just take a person like
1: John Cena to say that for it to, to change the whole the whole idea of that? I don't, I don't, I don't know. I I don't even think any of the if you're the higher paid guys right now, you're definitely not even considering even saying that because you're doing so good for yourself probably. Yeah. You you don't say it. It would be very interesting if like a John Cena did come out and say something like that or mm-hmm. but I don't I don't think Vince would go for that. He would just, I don't think Vince would go for that. I mean more money he's gotta spend, right? Or more money that the big guys lose. Mm-hmm. And by big guys I'm talking about right back. I'm talking about the top guys. Yeah, I know exactly. I totally agree with that. Now um,
0: so and also of, of of late, another thing that has been going on in the WWE is this the whole women's division. It's what now three to four, almost a, yeah, it's about a month and a bit. Fresh, like it's been since they rebrand. I mean, as with the, as women's, yeah, yep. and it's um, the new the the new belt. I mean, it's a great belt, um, and just all the now that all the all the WWE women are really good wrestlers, and it's not. I mean the. You when you read articles on on the online, you always see like the days of bra and panty matches or
1: broad penny mat matches are long, long gone. Those now day and age, those are not like you cannot have those on TV. Yeah, you you can't even like not, talk about those. Those are like not only changing just, times. Not only that, you you can't t-
0: like you can't see those on TV anymore. It's just that the women are just they're so much beyond that now, right? Like they're so like so talented. Yeah, these. these like what blew my mind about the women's division was that match versus WrestleMania with Sasha, Becky Lynch and Charlotte.
1: Man, they did like
0: I felt like for me that was my favorite match. That was
1: my favorite like, match. I thought that was the best match of the night. Yeah, and it was so entertaining. I I got to the point where I could see all three of them at one point picking up the win. It was going either way for me.
0: It was yeah. It was the first time in a long time after watching many like many pay per views that I didn't know who was actually going to win. We thought there was going to be a clear cut winner. But as you as you continue to watch the pay per view, you didn't you didn't know who was gonna win, and it was um, it really kept you on the edge of your seat, and it was really good, and I I really enjoyed it. And now that there's there's been um, so much talent and on the main roster for women, it's just like how are they gonna
1: use them? Like we haven't seen Sasha Banks in a little while. Yeah, and I always think that. Sasha is gonna be the one that's going to dethrone Charlotte and be the next women's champion uh, it's just a matter of one um, she I know she's she last time we saw her I believe was either she had a match the week after Charlotte was introduced as the new women's champion the first row after Wrestlemania she may have had a match the next week but since then we've not seen her um, I don't know if she's injured or she's not just being used and that leads me to my other issue with the women's mm-hmm. is that if you're not involved in the women's title match, you're basically not being used. You're just out of the picture for like a long time. And I feel like they need to start doing more storylines with the other women that don't involve the title. And I think they may have finally started doing that with the whole Becky getting attacked by Emma and Brooke. Brooke.
0: Yeah, I agree with that. There's finally about, um, like there's something about. The D.Va is doing something really good there, and um, the whole idea of, like, multiple storylines besides just, like, because I remember back when we used to watch it, there was a lot of, like, women's being managers and doing mixed mixed tag team matches, and now it's just, like, these women can handle their own, they can be their own thing, and I like that they're trying to shift that direction and give them more storylines than what is just a title run for who okay whose turn is it to be the title run for this exactly month? who's next
1: in line yeah. i i just it's not just we used to have those the gender take team matches where it's like so and so takes up with this guy and this right. one will take up with that guy but i want an actual story like something that's going on right not just some random match they've all well, one week it's the it's emma versus becca and then becky the next week it's Paige versus Alicia Fox and there's nothing goes about it after like I do like that they're finally going with this story here I don't we'll see where they go next week with the whole Emma and Brooke um it's not gonna be I don't think it's gonna be two on one so I'm guessing there's gonna be another woman involved that's gonna help Becky maybe that's where Sasha's finally back in the picture maybe it's Paige maybe it's Alicia Fox who knows but now we've got a story going. And we've got two separate things about the women's going. It's funny. When you think about Alicia
0: Fox, just a funny thought that just came to my mind. Because she was all part of Team Bella. Like, now that the Bellas are gone. It's like, what is Alicia Fox, right? Like, maybe that's maybe that makes more logical sense for her to be there because there's no... Um, she has no purpose right now in the WWE, right? And maybe the idea that Lana's going down to wrestle on NXT, maybe she'll get some action in this. Maybe she could be... No, I mean, not necessarily Becky Lynch's partner in the storyline, but like, who knows? Right? Down the road, down the road, she can be more involved. More maybe there's that whole
1: idea of bringing back in mixed gender uh, take team matches. Um yeah, um I was gonna say let's see here Tamina and Naomi um I don't like about them they're they're around but we don't see them I'm not sure it's like the whole team bad the whole when they had the three 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 the three groups of three wrestlers which was Team Bad. It was, um, I'm sorry, Team Bad, Team Bad. What were the other two groups? Team, team Bad, Team Bella, and it was... It was, it, Be- it was Becky, and- Charlotte, and Paige, right? Yeah. So they had that for a bit, then Paige, Charlotte, and Becky broke up, and then we stuck with Team Bad and and the Bellas, and then eventually Sasha went on her own, and, and now we're done with the Team Bellas. So we're done with this whole, this whole little three groups of three, and and they're starting to see more of them going solo and seeing what they can do. Yeah, and it's a, and I think it's a really good
0: um it's a really good thing for the women's division. And actually it's now it's like it's it's really entertaining and I look forward to seeing what's going to happen all the time with uh
1: the women's. And speaking of breaking up from like take teams and groups and going solo with the whole Enzo getting injured, Cass has kind of got a little bit of a push the last few weeks as a solo guy. I wouldn't say like a super push, but been interesting, like the fan support. He's gone the last few weeks, by himself, and he's picked up some wins. And he even got the I guess kind of main event on Raw, even though there was no match. But you know, he did interrupt Jericho during his highlight reel, and then he ended up beating up Jericho a bit to lead him to Dean Ambrose beating up Jericho more. And so interesting to see where they're going with Cass with Enzo injured now, and is that jeopardize themselves as, as a take team in the future? I think I think it kind of does, like because like. From my knowledge, although,
0: you know, you and I, we don't really watch too much NXT, but, we know, we read about what's... Go- like, kind of the things that are going on That Like, you know, who are the big guys coming up? And um, seeing that, like, Enzo... And when Enzo and Cass debuted, like, everyone just, like, knew every... Like, you know, they, they really were big with the fans. And, like, you know, they were finally doing something with the tag team division. Because, like, you know, as we know, New Day's, like, the hottest thing probably in the WWE right now. And they do a good job being... Uh, uh, good job being tag team champions and uh, there's no one that's been ne- close to like contending for their title and this was the first time where you thought okay maybe and like it was clear cl- I mean to me that Enzo and Cass were gonna we're gonna win
1: that tournament and, and, and I didn't think that really I thought the Vaughn Villains were gonna maybe pull off and win I <sighs> thought they're I thought they're gonna build up Enzo and Cass they're gonna lose in the finals then Enzo and Cass were gonna go on do their own thing for a couple of months and Pick up victories and build themselves up to be the next legitimate threat to take the titles away from New Day. Now, maybe I'm wrong, maybe you're right. We'll never know because That's of the unfortunate injury team that team happened team on, payback. on Payback. But yeah. I, I thought differently. That's actually not a bad thought. I never thought about it like that.
0: I think that that could have that that may have worked to build like more hype towards this take
1: team division, right? Because this take team division is pretty weak. It's right pretty, now. yeah, exactly. And you want the team to eventually who, whenever that is, that will beat New Day. You want to build them up to be something legitimately good. And I think that's what big, the cast and Enzo had. They had huge fan support. And I thought that's why they were going to build them up for a bit. I don't see the Vaughn villains taking the titles away from them. I don't see the Dudleys. I don't see the... Well, I, I do see the Usos a little bit maybe. I don't want to see it. But right now there isn't anyone that jumps at me that says these guys are probably going to take the titles away from New Day. Speaking of the Usos, all I just want to say is how the hell did they win the Slammy? Like I said, I Slammies are are just oh, a part just, of the story. Yeah. They're just to oh, help I, build the
0: story. I definitely think it's rigged, and I think I think everybody knows that too. But it's just like how like the new day has just been built in steam, and if they don't win the I mean, Slammie this year, I'd be freaking shocked. Everyone loves them. The whole like everything they do from like bootios to up up down down like they have like they have everything going for them, and this they're just there's something you look forward to watching. Every week, I mean, I can't... Every time they come out, I just can't... Like, I get excited because they're just... They're just so
1: great to watch. New Day's like, the greatest thing that's happened to WWE in a very long time. Yeah. Like, it's... They're just so entertaining. I just... I stop everything to watch them. Like, that's basically it.
0: But, but kind of rounding back to the whole idea with the end and cast, are they going to be... Do you... Are they going to be both well, like, good being singles, singles fighters? I don't know. Like, I always thought that... I mean, from my perception of completely blindly just seeing Enzo and Cass for the first time on Raw I thought that Enzo was like, like he's the more he's the more popular guy right and Cass is just you know riding the coattail right you know Cass would be the forgotten one but like seeing how well Cass has been doing and winning over the fans has been like okay maybe what does this mean for Enzo is Enzo gonna maybe maybe there's a whole rivalry between them like maybe they try to do a take. They do a take team when they come back, and like Cass is just too too air like too full of himself now because you know he he knows he could be a singles competitor, and they and it causes this big rivalry between Enzo and Cass, and it builds. I builds up steam. I would love to see that. That'd be kind of cool.
1: I I hope they don't break up the tag team. Um, I know Vince is a big guy for the these tall guys. Like he loves tall big wrestlers, and Vince seems like a guy probably would love Cass. I hope that. Everybody doesn't have any ideas to see how popular Cass has been by himself, and that they do keep these guys together as a tag team. Um, I hope that there's no idea of breaking them up anytime soon. But if you know, just the last couple weeks, maybe the idea has slipped in some people's heads right now. I don't know. Hopefully not. But Cass has shown that it's only two weeks. Like, we're like, not overreacting here. It's only two weeks. But Cass has does show that he is pretty popular, and he's, he's for a big guy. He's a pretty decent wrestler in the ring. He. And I, you know, do enjoy watching so far. Yeah, no, I and I agree. I think
0: it's um, it's gonna, it's very early, but I'm looking forward to through as the weeks go by to see uh, how this all kind of unravels. Speaking of um, what's been going on in the last couple of weeks too, with like the whole like how like of a storyline like that, like the whole idea with
1: Shane and Steph, you know, as we know, Shane lost his match at WrestleMania. Don't even go into that. How yeah. that makes no sense. And in the end, Shane still got the company, got yeah. to run Raw for like a few and, weeks. And like, and not even yeah. that. And
0: now they're co-sharing, Raw, which is an interesting uh, storyline because you know that as as it was be as it was perceived, like you know they were budding heads, Shane, that they were going to get along. But now they're forced to get along, and it's kind of going. From what I see, it's going surprisingly well in the sense that like their relationships going really like really good on on camera like just like them all going like being happy and doing making good decisions and raw has been a lot better the last since since it's happened
1: not including the Raw that just happened which would be may 9th yeah, yeah. obviously it was when really we start day. doing this it's like first terrible raw yeah of course <laughs> right perfect timing and um so th- i think the question here is when are they going to butt heads we know they're going to butt heads eventually we know there's going to be a battle between the two of them of who they like better uh, right now, everything's going smoothly. It looks like we're going to go into extreme rules with them on the same page of everything. And maybe the next pay per view, which is Money in the Bank, is where we start to see them butt heads about who should be going into what matches. I could definitely see Shane and Steph having different ideas on, at the Money in the Bank match, like who should be in the Money in the Bank match. So maybe that's where they start seeing eye to eye. They don't start seeing eye to eye about certain things. But um, eventually, we like. This whole Steph and Shane are not going to be on the same page for much too long, and I
0: th- and I think it kind of with that theory being said, it kind of it kind of leads to the idea of a brand split. I know there's been a lot of rumors going on with a brand split that's going to supposed to happen at SummerSlam, which we'll get we'll, we'll we'll talk about later down the road in our in our podcast seasons episodes. Sorry, but what I think it was kind of going to happen like when like the whole idea of them butting heads again. I mean, I feel like the la- that scene where like you know you see Steph- Stephanie looking at that photo that she gave Shane. Of him and his father, of him and Vince, and you just kind of think like, yeah, like if, if we we know the the Stephanie before Shane, the power with the authority, and knowing that Triple H has been so quiet lately on at least on Raw, it, I feel like it's got to foreshadow something, and I think it's gonna be it's I think it's foreshadowing the whole concept of the authority kind of, pit, like pinning Shane back, like the authority somehow makes their way back, so meaning like. Maybe it's a new version of like the Authority with like a mix of evolution, like the old evolution. so, you got Triple H, you know, Seth Rollins. When Seth Rollins comes back, you got him back. You got him back there. You got, you know, we got Charlotte because Charlotte's playing a great heel role. So she, we got a woman's a, a woman in there now. Not only that, supports staff, um, and just that whole idea of the Authority coming back to pin, pin all this new development of these new guys coming up that Shane's been encouraging, and all these new things that Shane's been encouraging on. Uh, in the storyline. So, like, it just seems like there's something like that that could possibly happen.
1: I always thought that we're going to get to a point where we're going to have Steph's people and Shane's people, and they're going to butt heads, and I was like, it's going to go down, probably to a Survivor Series kind of thing, where it's going to be Team Shane versus Team Steph. Survivor Series isn't till November. I don't see Shane and Steph being managers together till November. I think that's way too long. Mm -hmm. So, but I do see something where we're going to have certain superstars who are on Steph's side mm. versus Shane's side, butting heads. And maybe that's what leads to a brand split where we're going to see Shane take his certain people to one way and Steph, so let's say Shane gets raw, he'll, he'll keep his people and Steph will take SmackDown and she'll keep hit her people. I don't know. With It's not been confirmed that there's going to be a brand split. I know there's a lot of rumors about that. But, um, yeah, I just don't, like, there's just... Just who who's on whose side right now? I mean, like, I thought Jericho was looking, was definitely, like, hate Shane, and it looked like Steph, he was on Steph's side, but then Steph kind of puts him in that match against Enzo and stuff, so it's like, so maybe he's not on Steph's side, but yeah. he is, so it's like, we still don't have, we know Sami Zayn's for sure a Shane guy, Oh, but, yeah. w- but who are for sure Steph people? I think, like, you know what? Like, and
0: to go back to the, th- the the theory I was speaking about, like, and going with the Shane and Steph guys, like, think about it. Imagine Kevin Owen becoming a part of the authority, and it would just, like, that whole battle between Shane and Steph would just, like, it just deepens and it, it gives it for more reason that it could possibly it could happen. And I don't know, it's going to be a really interesting thing to kind of see what's going to unfold with this whole storyline. I mean, there's going to be, it's going to just be building and building. I mean, how long can they get along for, like we've been saying? And I think it's just going to be a curious thing to kind of see, kind of see it really unfold in the next like month or so leading up to SummerSlam.
1: So I feel like what will happen is whatever happens, Extreme Rules, I see Roman Reigns walking out to champion AJ Styles, I don't see winning. And then I see the beginning of them butting heads about who should be next in line to yeah. face Roman's title. I agree, I agree. And then I think that's where we we'll, And then I think it's going to lead to Money the Bank where we're going to start seeing them butt heads. Yeah, I agree.
0: Speaking of um, old, uh, like the, all these new guys, what about the what about the injured guys? So as we know, there's a lot of reason why the WWE brought up all these guys because they need a lot of injury gaps to be filled, such as like John Cena, Randy Orton. Uh, Seth Rollins, um, Bray Wyatt, Wyatt now, Luke Harper technically, I mean part of the, the, just the yeah. Wyatt family is just really hurting right now, and it just kind of makes you think of like one of these guys can come back and how how are they all gonna kind of fit into what the WWE is playing right now? Like you know what I mean? You think of like a guy like Cena, the guy is a guy uh, as a as a mega superstar, he's been the face of the franchise for years and years, and you're like, how is he gonna come back well, like?
1: Where is he gonna? Where is he gonna be placed? Where are you gonna place him? So for each of them, the way I see it is, when Seth Rollins come back, um, I see him directly going straight for the title. Um, maybe he, it's a, Roman Reigns cutting his own promo, and then Seth Rollins will come out and cut him off and say that he wants the title he never lost. So for Seth Rollins, he's straight. I think he's straight right into the title picture. John Cena is the interesting one. Where does he go back for his U.S. title? Does he just go into another story going on? Um, we don't even, like, we don't even, like, know when these guys are coming back. I know there's rumors that a lot of these guys are close. Same with the wide family. When they come back, are they going to interrupt a match? What Like, who are the rivalries? Like, what are the, what's, the white family to me has become, like, I'm huge on the wide families. But they've become quite a joke where they just lose every, every rivalry they're in. They lose. So I feel like you need to rebuild the wide family up to look legit. So who would they challenge? Right now, it's tough to see where everybody fits besides Seth Rollins to me, who just fits easily into the title pitcher. Uh, maybe John Cena goes straight for the title pitcher. Like, we know we talked about John Cena in his 16-time championship. He's going to get that. Maybe John Cena is going to be the guy that comes back and maybe takes the title away from Roman Reigns. He's going to be the guy to finally stop Roman Reigns. Yeah. I See, I don't know if I see that. Like, the way I see the, these guys coming back is I see John Cena is going to
0: go... They're going to build relevance back to... Um, the U.S. title with Rusev and go back to that feud. Because, you know what, like it or not, Rusev was a really good U.S. champ. Like, the whole idea of the anti-American being a U.S. champ was really good. It's worked well with them, too. I think that's how he's going to start it back in that feud back. I really hope if he does win... Let's say he does win the title, like it doesn't go back to the open challenge. Yeah, the open challenge is kind of cool, but if you're gonna do something with the open challenge, you gotta make sure you gotta make sure something you gotta make some something happen, some sort of storyline happen with the open challenge. And, Besides, someone just kind of running in and messing it up. There's gotta be more to the open
1: challenge. And and they and they have done that in the past. That's how Kevin Owens got introduced into to yeah, the boy, WWE. And, and it was freaking awesome. And that was a great rivalry that went on for a few months. But I actually want to talk like about the U.S. title about making yeah. it relevant. They I thought they were doing a great job with it when they had John Cena had it, and then. John Cena got in a rivalry with Kevin Owens, and and they were finally building it up. And then Alberto Del Rio comes, beats John Cena, takes the title. I was still like, okay, we'll, we'll see. Alberto Del Rio used to be a kind of a big star. Him carrying the U.S. title is pretty good. But then he got into a rivalry with uh, Kalisto, and now the U.S. title is on Kalisto, and it's not even, it's on a pre show now. Yeah. Like, yeah. these titles should never be on a pre show. And the U.S. title has become such a joke again after John Cena. Which I thought did a lot to build it up to be something serious, and now it's just a joke again. Exactly, and I think that's why I think they're
0: going to go back to that. I think it just all signs point towards Rusev winning against Kalisto, and it's just Rusev's just going to be dominant. They're going to build it up so with Rusev, and I, I and you know what? I would be happy if even if say like that happened, and then John Cena gets his title shot and he even loses,
1: I would love to like to Rusev. I I I, I could see that happening. But when you say they're going to build up Rusev a bit. And then John Cena's going to challenge him? Like, So you're telling me that you think John Cena's a f- still a few months away? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You I think so? I think it's th- pretty I, close.
0: I think that Ru- it, it would make sense for him to just, you know, even if he is ready, just uh, lay back for a little bit and let Rusev just build it up again. Build up his name again and just really be like that
1: that good heel that he was, that he always has been. Okay, We they can do that, but then they can put John Cena back and just not go directly for it yet. I feel like I mean you that's want how that's how he left. I think that's how he should
0: keep it. like it sh- sh- should come back. back. Yeah, I think that's what it makes sense. And same with going with the same concept like with Seth Rollins, where he left as the U.S. title, he had to give. I uh, sorry, not the U.S. the World Heavyweight Champion, and he he left due to an injury. and he had to In the middle, the title. Yeah. Of a rivalry with Roman Reigns as well. And I think it would just make perfect sense for him to come back, and it's not gonna be a uh, huge like you know what the way I see it, it's like you know those stereotypical uh, comeback back storylines where he comes back, and he's like All right, I'm getting my title shot back. It's my belt. It's going to be that, and I'm sure there's going to be... Sh- craziness are going to happen,
1: but that's just going to be the premise of it all. With that, and then the Bray... The Wyatts, you never know what they're going to do with the Wyatts. They're t- probably going to interfere in someone's match somewhere down the road over the next few months, and that's how they come back yeah. into the picture. It's, it's going to take them some... I really don't know how they're going to fit them back into it.
0: I mean, the way I thought of it originally was just my theory that I was mentioning before about, like, the whole... Um, if they have the authority come back and, like, really... Hit, take over like what Shane's been trying to do and then I think the white family Shane could get the white family to go after the the new authority and it could be something kind of cool maybe I know it's kind of a it's a it's a long shot but I think that'd be a kind of an interesting angle to see what would happen if that was the, if my theory were to hold true and come actually to become an actual storyline because you know you see um, these wrestlers and like you think about like how you were saying earlier day like who's a Steph guy who's a Sh- and who's a Shane guy and I, t- I totally think that like you know a a Steph uh, a a guy I guess a Shane guy is like Bray Wyatt and um, Sami Zayn Cesaro
1: um, I I I think that um, maybe even it basically the like, fa- the faces versus the heels it looks yeah. like the face are Shane guys and the heels are gonna be Steph guys.
0: Yeah, if when you look at it that way, yeah, it's gonna be a lot of hills. But I even think that, like,
1: I don't know if I want to say is John Cena's a Steph guy, but like I John get, Cena's def I don't. I can also say he's definitely a Shane guy. I'm not sorry taking that back. He's not definitely a Shane guy, but he's he's probably more of a Shane guy than a Steph guy. Yeah,
0: I, yeah. It's kind of hard because he's kind of in the middle. Like, I mean, I wouldn't want him to be a Shane guy because, like, like the Shane guy the ideal Shane guy is like an underdog Like okay. he's a guy that's like you know he's never gotten as late um, he had to work his ass off you know to get where he is today I mean because like Shane I mean Shane did a lot for the business he wrestled he also handled a lot of other things behind the scenes it's just like to to, to get him where he was today he kind of did what he wanted he, he, he made his path on his own terms and I think that a lot of these Shane guys are replicate that I think that's what he like and John Cena yeah he was like that but then he became such a face to the WWE which is not a bad thing. I mean, he was good. He's a good wrestler. Just I don't see him being that guy that Shane would want. Like, you know, you you see him get behind Shane. And I mean, when you look at it, I think he would cuz he would want he would want to fight against the authority, right?
1: Yes. I don't it's it's tough to see John Cena being I'm on Steph's side. Yeah. And I feel like he's just going to be on Shane's side. Yeah. Um and that leaves Randy Orton where like where, like, I don't know how far anyone is. There's, there's so many reports out there. He's close. He's far away. I don't know. I don't even know where he fits right now when this, everything that's going on right now. I just love to see him just come in one day, like,
0: just in a random, a random raw, just like, give an RKO out of nowhere and just kind of like, <laughs> maybe not necessarily him, that's him being back, but he's just funny every, like, once in a while. He just comes, he just comes and in, interrupts the match and gives an RKO and leaves. That's... it's just be so funny. He's like, oh, out of nowhere. oh.
1: The RKO, oh. what what a thing that, that has yeah. become.
0: Yeah. So this concludes um, our podcast for today. Um, let us know what you guys think about our thoughts. I mean, comment, like our comment, and like our page on Facebook. It's um, uh, on Facebook. It's the Fifth Corner Podcast. If you take a search, and we look forward to hearing from you guys. And for next week, or uh, I shouldn't say necessarily next week, but for next time, we're look. Uh, we're Tune
1: in next time to see what we're gonna be saying and We're gonna just keep you know. trying these random topic things for a little bit till we get a rhythm of what we wanna do and we'll go from there. Yeah, so yeah. Alright guys, until next time, keep it real. See
0: ya.